This Washington Post Live podcast is sponsored by Siemens, ingenuity for life. You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam joined the Washington Post to discuss the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on Virginia and its phase reopening. Let's listen. Good morning and welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Bob Costa, a national political reporter at The Post. This morning, we continue our Leadership During Crisis series with two governors who have been dealing with the coronavirus pandemic for days and weeks on end. We will begin with Virginia's Democratic Governor, Ralph Northam, and then we will hear from Arkansas's Republican Governor, Asa Hutchinson. Uh, But first, Governor Northam, we welcome him to Washington Post Live. He's a medical doctor, and he has recently announced plans to reopen Virginia's economy. Governor, welcome. Bob, good morning to you and all of your viewers, and thanks so much for for doing this. And it's just so important that uh, Americans, and certainly in my case, Virginians, have access to updated and accurate information. So I appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Thank you, Governor. Many of the Washington Post readers, as you know, live in Virginia, and they heard your Monday news conference where you announced that some parts of the state could reopen before parts of northern Virginia. Why are you supporting this idea of a phased reopening of your state? Uh, Bob, we've put a floor in place uh, following the CDC guidelines, uh, looking at the the criteria such as the the number of new cases uh, each day, the the uh, percent positive uh, rates uh, across Virginia, the uh, hospital capacity, the number of ventilators, uh, the, the amount of PPE, the ability to test and, and track uh, individuals. And, and so following those guidelines, uh, Virginia is doing well. There are obviously some areas uh, to include Northern Virginia, uh, which uh, the numbers are not as good uh, while they're trending. Uh, in the right direction. Their percent positivity uh, is down uh, over the last few days. They don't feel that they're ready uh, to go into phase one, which we plan to do on on Friday. So I've had a great relationship and I I commend the leaders uh, in Northern Virginia, also working with uh, Maryland's governor, the mayor of Washington, D.C., uh, to really do the right thing. And, and it's all about safety and the well-being of Virginians. And so uh, I've had daily discussions with, uh, with our leaders in Northern Virginia. Uh, I just released an executive order uh, a few minutes ago that will allow Northern Virginia, uh, five counties uh, up there, to go into phase one uh, in two weeks rather than on May the 15th. But how exactly, Governor, will this work? People in Virginia can still travel from town to town or county to county. Yes, uh, and and certainly that's a, a concern, and 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 that's not just the case for Virginia, but uh, it's also the case for Maryland and also uh, Washington D.C. And so we've really tried to work closely, uh, you know, with with those leaders. And and I reminded folks on on uh, Monday, Bob, that this virus is still out there, and and while we're going to remove or lift the stay-at-home order. Uh, we're, we're transitioning to what we call a safer at home. That means if, if you don't need to be out, if you don't have something essential, especially if you're in the vulnerable population, that you're much safer at home. So we encourage individuals uh, in Northern Virginia uh, where we know there are hot spots to, you know, to please uh, use discretion uh, before they go out and especially before they go to other parts of the state and the country. Northern Virginia is so vital to your state's economy. 
How long are you willing to let this exemption last to allow these counties in Northern Virginia to keep their businesses closed? It's a great question, Bob. And I, my answer would be as long as it takes. Uh, this is about safety. Uh, it's about, you know, Virginians, uh, certainly in our case, feeling comfortable uh, going into uh, places of business. Um, and we've worked very closely with the, the businesses, restaurant owners uh, across Virginia. And so as soon as those numbers uh, start trending down, as soon as the number of hospitalizations, the number of new cases uh, in Northern Virginia are at a, a level where we're comfortable, then, then we'll continue uh, to, to not go into phase one for those particular areas. When you speak of phase one, if you haven't read all the details and you're watching this, it's the governor's plan to reopen in the coming weeks. You've outlined many different rules. I would call them rules or guidelines. But my question to you is, Governor, how do you enforce it in terms of the capacity at restaurants and at churches? Who enforces it? Will it be police? Who does it? Well, we have, a, as you know, a stay-at-home order uh, from, from our previous executive order, and, and we have given uh, our local authorities, the, the police, uh, uh, the uh, ability to enforce, and we will continue to do that. Um, but, you know, as I have encouraged Virginians, and, and for the most part, they've, they've done a great job, um, it's up to us, really, as a society. This, this doesn't, it shouldn't be something that, you know, we rely on people to enforce. Virginians uh, need to take the responsibility and continue the, the social or what we call physical distancing, washing hands, um, you know, staying home unless it's absolutely essential. These are the things that we know work. Those are the things that have been able to flatten the curve that have really given us the opportunity to move into phase one. And, and I have encouraged Virginians to, to really be vigilant and continue uh, to practice those guidelines. And, and if we do, um, you know, I think that Virginians will be safe. In phase one, in your guidelines, you've talked about allowing people back on the beaches to exercise. But a lot of our readers are wondering, when will Virginia Beach and other beaches be open for all kinds of of use this summer, if ever? Well, Bob, it's a great question. And um, I'm from uh, the Eastern Shore. Uh, as you may know, uh, we have beaches on, on both sides of the uh, Delmarva Peninsula. Uh, obviously, Virginia Beach, Hampton, uh, Norfolk have, have beautiful beaches. And, and they're certainly, you know, important for our economy. And, and we want people with the warm weather to be able to get back onto the beaches, but we need to do it safely. And so we're, we're taking our time. We have a very comprehensive plan uh, that we've worked with Virginia Beach, and we're going to use that uh, in other areas of Virginia. Uh, but looking at cleansing, looking at, at social distancing, looking at being able to educate individuals of why this is important and, and also uh, how we enforce that. And so as soon as, uh, as we uh, know that that's in place and that it's safe to move forward, then we'll allow people to go back on the beaches. But, you know, another point I would make, Bob, we're living in a new day. I mean, the, the times of going out onto the beach and, you know, being in, in large gatherings, uh, we, we just can't do that anymore. Uh, and as long as this virus is with us, uh, again, we've got to be vigilant and know uh, that it's out there. It's, it's been so challenging for people, but I think they understand it. You can't see it. We know it's out there. We see people being hospitalized. We see people on the front lines that are working every day. We see, unfortunately, the deaths every day. We had 41 additional deaths in, in Virginia today. So, so it's out there, and, and Virginians need to understand, and, and really Americans 
uh, need to understand that uh, we're in a new day and we have really got to be careful because um, as you may know, Bob, I'm a physician, I'm a child neurologist, and uh, I practiced medicine for over 30 years. I have never seen a pathogen, a, a virus uh, that acts like this. And, and as you know, uh, it's called a novel virus. It's, uh, there are so many things that we don't understand about it. So, so we have to realize that it's still out there until there's a vaccination, uh, until this goes away by some other means. Uh, it's, it's the real deal, and we, we all need to take it seriously. But when you say it's a new day, we all have to realize there, you, you have seen the protests and the criticism from conservatives in your state who say you're moving too slow to reopen the economy. You've seen the tweets from President Trump, liberate Virginia. What's, what's your message to your critics who say you're crippling the state's economy by moving too slow? Well, first of all, I have a message, and it's a consistent message. Unfortunately, we've been receiving mixed messages from Washington, and you just touched on one of them. Uh, on a Thursday, just a few weeks ago, Bob, the President of the United States and I was in a meeting with him via a video conference. He reviewed the CDC guidelines, the 14 days of trending numbers going down before it would be safe to, to lift these restrictions. Two days later, two days later, uh, he was talking about liberating Virginia. He was encouraging protests, and we've had several of them here in Virginia. And I would just say from a messaging perspective, that is a significant mixed message. It's also a mixed message to say back in February that this virus was going to disappear like a miracle. Well, guess what? It didn't disappear. And now we've had over 80,000 deaths in Virginia. It was also a mixed message to say that that everybody can get a test. It's a beautiful test. That's what came from our president's mouth. Well, that's far from what is accurate. And so I have stuck to a message. I have stuck to using data. As I said, I am a physician. Uh, I follow the data every day. I follow the CDC guidelines. And those are the guidelines that we're using too. And I, it's not like throwing a switch. This is a, a dimmer. We're just lifting some restrictions, moving forward, trying to to open up some of our businesses, but doing it in a safe and responsible way. And, and I have the tools in place now with testing capabilities, with tracing and tracking. I've got adequate amounts of PPE that if we see flare-ups or hotspots, we can box them out. And then obviously, if, if things get away from us, if the numbers are going in the, in the wrong direction, we'll put the restrictions back in place. So that's the way we'll move forward. That's been my message from the beginning, and I, it's been a consistent message. What would entail having the restrictions be put back in place? What, what's the metric you're looking at if that ever needs to happen? Well, again, uh, you know, one of the main things, Bob, was our hospital capacity. And just about a month ago, believe it or not, we were worried that, that uh, we were going to overburden our, our health care systems. And, and we made plans for three alternative care sites uh, in, in Virginia, one up in northern Virginia, one in Richmond, and then one in, in Hampton Roads. And because we've been able to, to flatten the curve, uh, we haven't had to, to open those. And so, so hospital capacity is certainly important looking at the number of ventilators. Um, right now, our ventilator capacity is about 20, 21 percent. It fluctuates day to day, so we're in good shape there. Uh, and again, having the PPE, having the ability to test, all of these things are important. But certainly the, the numbers. I mean, if we continue to have uh, increasing numbers of new cases, 
if our positivity rate uh, stops trending down and goes in the other direction, if the deaths in Virginia, uh, and every death uh, it's just, is, is one too many, um, if, if those things start happening, then, then obviously we'll, we'll gather, we'll talk to our team, leaders across Virginia, and make those decisions uh, as needed. What are you doing, Governor, to address the racial disparity in terms of cases and death? Uh, Bob, that is a, a great question. And this pandemic has really brought out the inequities uh, that continue to exist, not only in Virginia, but, but in this country. And, and certainly one of those uh, is the inequity of access to health care. One of the things that you probably know that I'm proudest of uh, was to, to expand Medicaid last year. Uh, now 400,000 plus Virginians have access to health care that didn't have it before. And so to make sure that everybody uh, in Virginia, it doesn't matter the color of their skin or the, the country that they come from, has access to health care, that's very important to me. And also realizing uh, the inequities. We have a, a health equity a commission that I started here in Virginia. Um, we have a, a an officer of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, the first state in the country to have that, uh, Dr. Janice Underwood. So we're doing a lot of things to address equity here in Virginia, and I, I couldn't be prouder of the progress that we're making. Governor, we only have about five minutes left, so let's consider this a lightning round of sorts. Will you release the names of nursing homes that have been uh, that have seen outbreaks in Virginia? Bob, I, I, I get the message. I, I need to be a little bit shorter on my responses. No, so no. I, I, I know I'll, you're busy. No, as much as we can. I'll try to do that. In our code, uh, our, our code of Virginia, um, there are laws that prevent releasing names of nursing homes. I have encouraged the nursing homes to be as transparent as they can. The public needs to know that, especially during this pandemic. And we're also talking to legislators the, the General Assembly will come back to Richmond uh, in August when we'll reforecast and deal with our budget. And I anticipate a piece of legislation being proposed and then vetted uh, that will make uh, the release of information from our nursing homes more transparent. But to do that will require- Would you support that legislation? Would, Would you, you fully personally support it? I will. Obviously, Bob, you know, pieces of legislation make their way through the General Assembly. They get vetted. And so sometimes uh, it doesn't end up like it started, but that's that's part of the process. As you, as we said, it's kind of like making sausage. But but I certainly support the concept of as much transparency as we can have. Congress is debating phase four legislation. I've seen it reported by the Post that Virginia has lost three billion in terms of costs and, and revenue. Is that the number you need right now from the federal government? Three billion, and if not, what's the number you're looking for? Well, there's a combination, Bob, and we need resources. Uh, so I, I have a meeting each week uh, with our with our congressional delegation, and we have great leaders and our senators Warner and Kane and and congressmen and congresswomen, and they have been very good. Uh, so we need resources, but we also need flexibility, and and that is how can states, and it's not unique to Virginia, but how can states best put those resources to, to good use. And so, so we have that uh, uh, message to our congressional leadership. And, and so we are hopeful that there will be another relief package and that if and when that happens, they will give governors uh, and states more flexibility. But how much does Virginia need? 
as much as we can get right now, Bob. But uh, uh, you were correct when you said that three billion is, and that's a, a rough estimate. Um, we we have a what we call a, a caboose budget that ends on uh, the January, excuse me, June the 30th, and then we go into our new budget. So a billion from this budget, and then two billion for the upcoming budget. But one of the things, Bob, and I know we're short on time. Uh, Virginia was in a, a great position going into COVID-19. We were the best state in which to do business. Our unemployment rate was at 2.6, had over $1.5 billion in our rainy day fund. Uh, so we're very fiscally uh, responsible. And, and I encourage all Virginians that, you know, when we come out of COVID-19, when we get this health crisis behind us, we're going to be back in a strong position. Virginia struggled on testing early on. What do you need from the federal government to help you improve your testing capacity? Well, a short response is swabs. Believe it or not, uh, that has been one of the limiting factors. But, you know, back on March the 7th, when we had our first case uh, in Virginia, we were sending the few tests that we had to the CDC in Atlanta. And now that system has evolved. A couple weeks ago, we were testing 2,000 a day. Yesterday, we tested uh, 8,200 uh, in that ballpark. Actually, uh, yeah, 8,200. So uh, our goal uh, that I've set, and we're going to meet that goal, is to get to 10,000. But to your question, what do we need? Uh, we need supplies. Do you have a date this summer when you'll make a decision on whether schools come back in the fall or not? We will, Bob. And, you know, I, I talked to our our teachers, our principals, our, our students. I've had several of these uh, virtual uh classrooms with them and obviously we've got great colleges and universities and and is is my hope uh, and my intent i'm a glasses half full person that that our children and our college students will be back in their schools this fall but again we're dealing with a novel virus and uh, whatever decision we make it will be done with data it will be done with safety and it will be done with responsibility and just a final question here dr fauci is testifying before the senate this morning you mentioned President Trump's mixed messages. Do you believe Dr. Fauci and other health officials are being listened to by the president in a sufficient way? And are they providing the country with enough information? You know, I don't know what the communication is like there. Obviously, I'm, I'm not uh, privy to that every day. But I will say that I really respect Dr. Fauci. Uh, he talks about the science. He talks about data. Um, and he's a straight shooter. And that's what we need right now. People out there, not only in Virginia, but in this country, they need the truth. And that's what I'm trying to do as a leader in Virginia. And I know a lot of other governors are doing that as well. But Bob, we have been fighting a, a biological war with no supplies because there was no direction coming from Washington. And, and it's not unique to Virginia, but, but the governors have stepped up. We've become leaders uh, and we're in charge of this pandemic. And We've, we've come into it, and we're going to get our states out of it. Governor Northam, thank you. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Bob, for all you're doing. Thanks for listening. To hear more interviews from this series and other Washington Post Live programs, visit us at WashingtonPostLive.com.